Welcome to the Two Witness Podcast. You're tuning into the Two Witness Podcast with Dave and Celeste. Today's broadcast is entitled Prophecy. You can reach us at twowitness at protonmail.com. That's twowitness at protonmail.com. That's two W I T N E S S at P-R-O-T-O-N-M-I-A-L dot com. Send us your questions, your feedback, any uh, topics that you want us to cover, any information you want to share with us. That email is completely encrypted. Again, thank you for joining the Two Witnesses podcast. And David, how are you today? Uh, we're doing great, Celeste. Uh, thank you for asking. Hello there, listening audience. We're certainly glad to be back with you. Uh, I've had to overcome some incredible challenges over the last two to three weeks to get back on the air, but yet we're persistent, and uh, here we are back again. So I'm uh, grateful to be back. So we're doing well. Thanks, Celeste. I appreciate you asking that. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm excited. Uh, to be back with you, to share with our listening audience. And right now, we're going to start out the Two Witness Podcast with a word from our sponsor. Excellent, excellent. We are back. Today's topic is prophecy. And you may ask, what is prophecy? Prophecy is an inspired audience of a prophet viewed as revelation or the divine will of God. Prophecy is a prediction of the future made under divine inspiration. This is a topic I'm excited about. Um, There's many ways that you can approach the topic of prophecy. And I believe that the gospel needs to be palatable. That means it has to be presented in a way in which it can be accepted. And, And I know that for some people, and even for me, when I became a new Christian, Prophecy was kind of a scary thing. It was like, oh, you know, um, read Revelations. It talks about, you know, one-third of the earth is going to be burnt up. One-third of the population is going to die. That's so scary. But I'm approaching prophecy from the standpoint of it's good news. It's Jesus is revealing to us what's going to happen before it happens. He used the inspire eternal scriptures through the voice of the prophets of old, through the disciples, from words that he spoke himself to tell us what's going to happen. Because the Bible says that things that are happening are not a surprise to us because we know scripture. Things that are happening are not uh, like we we didn't know because we know the scripture and we know what the word of God says. I'm going to start off with a scripture. Ecclesiastes 3.11 says that God has set eternity in the heart of man. It says he has made everything beautiful and appropriate in its time. He has also planted eternity, which is a sense of divine purpose in the human heart, which is a mysterious longing, which nothing under the sun can satisfy except God. Yet man cannot find out, comprehend or grasp what God has done, his overall plan from beginning to end. God has planted eternity in our hearts. And the only thing that can satisfy that longing which is in each of us is 
God. And uh, I know, David, you and I have talked about um, some ways that the enemy has tried to attack our longing of eternity that God has placed in our heart. And one of those is the parental gland. Can you share with the listening audience, um, I think it's important that we know what's going on with fluoride so we can eliminate that from our lives because it interferes with our parental gland, which one of the ways we connect to God besides the eternity that he's planted in our hearts. So can you share that with us? Sure, Celeste. I'd be glad to. Uh, what Celeste was referring to was, you know, one of my concerns about I, re I absolutely refuse to take a coronavirus test, and I've certainly outlined uh, my feelings based on exact science uh, concerning why I refuse to do that. Number one, the lump swab. Number two, it's going up your nasal, nasal passages. Uh, number two is at the back of the throat, and if you remove that piece of flesh back of the throat, you're in between the hemispheres of the brain, and part of what's up in your hemispheres of your brain is your pineal gland, and uh, it's spelled pineal, P-I-N-E-A-L, gland, and he named it that because it actually looks like a pine cone. And one of the conversations that we were having was, well, you know, David, why, uh, why, you know, why do you uh, not use fluoridated toothpaste like uh, Crest and Colgate? And I certainly did for years. As a matter of fact, I just stopped uh, this year, several months ago, when I told my wife, I said, you know what? I, I found out that uh, you don't need to have fluoride in tap water. And she said, well, what do you mean? I said, well, they've been fluoridating tap water for the last 40 or 50 years, and they basically, the public service announcement was that putting fluoride in tap water will help prevent cavities, but there's been no conclusive proof that fluoride uh, prevents cavities. As a matter of fact, it's considered a heavy metal, and that heavy metal, it has a side effect. If you get it in toothpaste, you go to the dentist, the first thing they want to do is put fluoride in your mouth to quote-unquote protect against cavities, and usually you don't have any cavities anyway because if you brush like three times a day, and floss occasionally. I think that you can maintain good dental health for the rest of your life. At least I know that I have, having only had my wisdom teeth taken out when I was around 18, 19 years old. And and so, uh, but at any rate, what happens is, is that fluoride from our drinking water, particularly if you're drinking tap water or even bottled water, if you don't know which ones uh, have fluoridated, fluoridated their tap water or not. A lot of tap water you drink, you'd be surprised at the number of glands and you can, uh, brands and you can look it up that actually uh, do have fluoride still in it, even though you're paying top dollar for those particular brands and you think you're getting a certain purity of water, but in essence, you're not, uh, particularly if they put fluoride in it, because what it does is it calcifies the pineal gland and that pineal gland is the portal that we use. Some people call them chakras, but uh, the portals that we use open ourselves up to God through prayer and higher consciousness. And as a matter of fact, during, uh, you know, it's highly prized among the Satan worshipers because uh, that pineal gland is like, uh, you know, when they do human sacrifice, that's one of the most, uh, how would I say, delectable, if you will, uh, parts of whatever their ceremony is. People are just that demented and twisted in their thinking. But uh, the true purpose of the pineal gland is not only to regulate certain brain functions and the neurochemistry in their brains, but also when it's excited, when the person is actually praying, that portal opens us up to a it's uh, almost, a, you know, think about it as a direct line to God Almighty himself. And then 
consciousness out there in the universe. But as long as you are ignorant of, of the fact that you have one, as long as you are, um, you know, basically programmed to keep consuming fluoride and, you know, a lot of these other products that are out there, you'd really be surprised at how they've infiltrated uh, our total food supply system. Uh, you will you will notice definitely notice a difference if you stop putting fluoride in your body and start drinking pure water. So that's what we were talking about, Celeste. And you may, you happen to mention something else that you wanted to get into, but um, uh, I just think that people really need to stop being so trusting of government and authority and start to question everything because folks, by and large, to and fro, up and down, and through the middle. A lot of our governmental institutions that we place our blind faith and trust in, uh, they've been corrupted to the core, and everything is for sale nowadays. So you really have to be careful about what you put in your body. You think about it, if you wanted to control a human being, you only need basically three or four things. Food, clothing, and shelter is what we need, right? And air. Air, water, food, clothing, and shelter, and we're good to go. not necessarily the clothing, but certainly the shelter. Even cavemen understood that, and they were naked right. and went out and you know and beat up a saber-toothed cat to make a right. you know to make a you know a loincloth with or something like that. So yeah, so Celeste, yeah, that's what I meant by that, and that's what we were talking about, and how that definitely interferes with people because we're in a, we're in spiritual warfare. We're in heightened spiritual warfare. We're in the second American revolution now. And it's a revolution. It's a spiritual revolution. The spirit of 1776, either we're going to have that or we're going to go to the lower level dimensions in the year 2020, depending on who's in power and what the collective mindset of the people, not just here in the U.S. is and around the world. So we need to be very, very careful about the thoughts that we're thinking and what we're meditating on, particularly when we're all in a stressful global lockdown situation the way we have been for most of this year. Suicide rates are up, domestic violence rates are up, divorce rates are up, child abuse rates are up, alcoholism rates are up, drug addiction rates are up. And it's all because people aren't allowed to be by their governments uh, exercising their uh, God-given rights to freedom, liberty, and the pursuit of their own happiness. So. There you go, Celeste. I'll I'll just let you run with that a little bit there. Okay, excellent. Thank you so much for that insight. And what have we learned from what you just said? We've learned, one, to not use fluorinated toothpaste. Two, if you have it, get rid of it and switch to non-fluorinated toothpaste. What else have we learned? Don't drink fluoride water. Why? Because using those fluoride products, caused our parental gland to calcify. We don't want that to happen, number one, for health reasons. Number two, is this one of the ways we connect to God. And we just read in Ecclesiastes 3.11 that God has placed that longing in our hearts. It is uh, eternity he's placed in our heart, a longing that only he can fulfill. Those problems that my brother just mentioned, which is alcoholism, which is um, domestic violence and those things that are happening that people are doing, shopping, um, people that are eating too much, gluttony, um, people that are involved in um, illicit sex, trying to fulfill that longing in your heart. The only thing that could fulfill that longing, that eternity, that divine purpose 
feeling that you have in your heart that you're trying to fill with other things. Only God can fill that. And we are here with a sense of urgency. We are here you know, at 2 a.m. my time and, and 12 o'clock or 11 o'clock his time because we this is a, a labor of love. The Two Witnesses podcast, we're here with a sense of urgency to let you know of going with today's title, which is Prophecy, Things That Have Already Been Foretold to Happen. And I'm going to start, um, I'm going to start off with a prayer as I always do. And Jesus' disciples came to him and said, how should we pray? And he said, when you pray, say, our Father, which art in heaven, we bless your name as holy. We honor your name as holy, O God. We honor you this day. Your kingdom come, O God. We thank you, Lord God, that you are a soon-coming king, that Jesus Christ will descend from heaven with the shout, with the voice of the archangel, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Your kingdom come. Your will be done in our lives, O God. Your will be done in the United States of America, O God. Your will be done around the world, O God. We ask you and thank you, O God, for provision, and we pray for places that are facing food insecurity. We pray for places that are facing famine, and we thank you for our daily bread, oh God. We ask you, Father God, to forgive us of all our sins, word, thought, and deed, known and unknown, as we forgive our brothers and sisters of any offenses that we have against them, oh God. Help us to forgive, oh God. We thank you that you make a way of escape when temptation comes our way. We pray against our own flesh, the proclivity and the propensity of our own flesh towards sin, Father God. We ask you and we bind our own flesh. But we know that the flesh is, 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 is always on the prowl. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak, oh God. So help our proclivity and propensity of our flesh towards sin, oh God. We ask you to help us to not give in to temptation. We ask you to deliver us from all evil, for we know we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against prince principalities. We know that the struggle now is for the souls of mankind. We thank you, Father, and we honor and praise you because you are the kingdom. You are the power. Amen and amen. So today's topic, again, is prophecy. And we want to... Uh, we want to tackle the topic of prophecy from a good news standpoint. How can prophecy be good news? Good news because we're not caught off guard when things happen. Our anchor scripture is Matthew 24, and I encourage everyone to read that entire chapter and Luke 21. And I'm not going to read it, but I'm going to give you the signs of the end that are in both of those chapters. It includes false Christ, wars, rumors of wars, nation versus nation, kingdom versus kingdom, famines, pestilence, earthquake, Christian persecution, close family betrayers, betrayals, Christian martyrdom, false prophets, lawlessness, Israel regather Levitical priesthood and the abomination of desolation that's also recorded in Daniel 9:27. These are the beginning of birth pains. And it was quite surprising to me as I was doing research 
for today's podcast. Some things that are going on that I didn't even know were going on. So we're going to um, tackle a few of these. I wanted to um, actually give you some headlines that uh, correlate with those. But I do want to also tell you that the gospel is good news. Good news that we are forgiven. Good news that we live forever. Good news that there is a better existence. There is a glorified body waiting for us. Good news that this earth dwelling is a temporary dwelling place. There's a whole nother existence for us. So it's good news. It's good news that Jesus will return. There's only three people that actually left earth without dying. It was Moses, that was Elijah, and then Jesus when he well he did die for three and was in the grave three days and then rose and ascended. So how glorious this is for us if things continue to accelerate and the Lord the Father decides that now's the time. We will leave this earth, go to a better existence without having to die. How glorious is that? Because the Bible lets us know I know that, like I said, beginning the prophecy can be kind of a scary topic, but Jesus lets us know in John 14, do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not let your hearts be afraid. Believe confidently in God and trust in him. Have faith, hold on to it, rely on it and keep going. Believe in the father because Jesus said he goes to the father and in his father's house are many mansions or many dwelling places so we can everything is all about perspective and now look at the topic of prophecy as good news it's good news the gospel is good news so um we're gonna go ahead and tackle some of these things just to let you know um when jesus started telling his disciples disciples came to him again and said on the mount of olives and say hey what could you tell us what's going to happen? What are the signs that these things are beginning to happen? The first thing he said is, do not be deceived. For false prophets will come saying that I am the Christ. That's the very first thing that he warned them about. He said that some people are going to claim that they are actually the Messiah themselves. And uh, there was a, someone out of Russia who was claiming that he was Jesus Christ on the earth and his name was Sergei Topov. He was actually arrested um, because he was extorting, he was actually stealing money from the, from the organization he set up and he was abusing the people. And, and then it says uh, in Matthew 24 that the false messiahs would deceive many. There was a, a, a guy that was out of Siberia named Varasan he actually had 5,000 followers. So these things that Jesus is saying is headline news. False prophets would deceive many. So there would be wars and rumors of wars. I know there's talk right now back and forth between Iran and the United States. And there's also actually a ceasefire right now. But there was a war that's been raging since September 27th between Armenia and Azerbaijan. And right now they're having a ceasefire. Kim Kardashian, she actually donated $1 million to the Armenian Fund today. Her father, her late father, Robert, is Armenian. And um, she said, my thoughts and prayers are with the brave men and women and children of Armenia. 
I want to remind everyone, despite the distance that separates us, we are not limited by borders. We are all global Armenians, one nation together. And she basically went on to say that there's food insecurity and all types of problems that they're facing because of war. And then there's also the war in Yemen. And, uh, and so we just wanted to be able to show you some things that Jesus pointed out and how their headline news, earthquakes. We had an earthquake here in North Carolina, and we have an epicenter earthquake here in North Carolina, and we have no active fault lines. And uh, so these are some of the biblical proportion things that are going on all over the world. And so, David, I just want to shoot it back to you real quick and see if you had any comments or anything about what I've covered so far. Well, let's talk about... Um prophecy and revelations I know started with my family about five to six years ago when I just got led to uh, you know take them through the Bible at least once from Genesis to Revelation and over several months we were able to do that and I remember telling them because I, I think uh, you know we're pretty much a clan and you know the grandchildren was around and I told them I said you know I think uh, that was probably about five or six years ago when they were preparing to go to college and coming out of college. And, you know, I told them, I said, you know, you all might think that this is just a story, but I believe that in a very, very short period of time, I don't know, five years, 10 years or whatever, we're actually going to be living this daily. And guess what? Five years, 10 years later, guess what we're doing? We're actually living this daily. And so when it comes to looking at Bible prophecy and then comparing that to cubic, uh, to current events, all you have to look at is the famine uh, around the world. All you have to look at is the food insecurity around the world. All you have to look at is all the wars and rumors of war, nation against nation, pitting against each other. All you can, all you need to look at is the total corruption of our very own government, that shining beacon on a hill, the United States of America. It's as corrupt as Babylon ever was. All you have to look at is the immorality of the Catholic Church, uh, or look at St. Michael's New Auditorium, uh, you know, look at it from the side and look at it from the interior, and it looks like a serpent. And then you wonder about the billions of dollars of, uh, dollars of the, uh, Catholic parishioners and money being paid out in uh, sexual uh, abuse lawsuits from priests and all the corruption that's going on now in the Catholic Church. So whether people believe that the Bible was written 20 minutes ago or whether it was written 2,000 years ago, uh, just a quick scan of the headlines and a review of Matthew 24 uh, will tell you that there has to be something there to those words that was written either 20 minutes ago or 2,000 years ago. So what I encourage people to do is be transformed by the renewing of your minds. If any of this conversation makes any sense to you, well, you owe it to yourself and to your spiritual development, regardless of what you believe in, is to get to the facts and then get to the truth and then find yourself a lot of study but you'll be approved in your own minds about whether what we are saying to you is true or not. And so it's a journey that only you can walk. So hopefully for some folks out there in our listening audience, some of this will resonate with you to let you know that we are living in the end times. I know when 
I was growing up, my grandmas used to always get on me about praying, both my dad's mom and my mom, are you praying it, boy? Uh, are you trusting in the Lord yet, boy? You know, we're in the last days. And as a young kid, I just couldn't fathom what they were talking about because I was maybe 11 or 12 years old when I was getting it from both grandmas. And here I am reflecting a whole generation later, a generation being 40 years, about, you know what? They were right. At that time, I was thinking so short-term about this week or last week or two months ago. But in a generation, all this has changed. And there's no going back, folks. So where do we have our hope? Where do we have our salvation? Where do we have our lives? What is going to fulfill that void? Uh, you know, I spent part of my life as an addictions counselor and, you know, certainly dealing with my own issues with alcohol and drugs and all this other stuff. And, and I, I used to wonder, like, what would it take for me to get addicted? So I would try to, uh, you know, do as much as possible so that I could get addicted. But it seems like the more I did, the less satisfying it became. And so that's what it's like when you keep putting yourself out there and putting yourself out there in the flesh. No matter how great your experience was the last time, guess what? You're going to be chasing the rainbow the next time and, and then the next time and then the next time. And what used to satisfy and fulfill you is no longer satisfied. But what, what really fulfills that thirst, you know, as the man said from the islands, uh, in the abundance of water, the fool is thirsty. What, what really fulfills that thirst is that relationship with Jesus Christ, as Celeste was talking about. So we really encourage people now to really rely on your faith, whatever that is. Become a part of something bigger than yourself. Let go of your own situation and put your eyes on that of other people. And I guarantee you, your life will begin to change, all because you became other instead of self-focused. So Celeste... You know, this is a very, very interesting topic at a very, very interesting time in our life, and it couldn't be more timely, and it couldn't be more appropriate right now to really delve into this area for folks to start having this particular con uh, conversation, because if this is it, if our lives is it, if this is it, and we take the vaccine, or we die in an earthquake, or a flood, or a tsunami, you know, speaking of floods and hurricanes, I mean, the Gulf Coast, uh, let's pray for our brothers and sisters down on the Gulf Coast, uh, Houston, Louisiana, that area, because now they just got hit with, uh, what is it, Hurricane Delta, Category 2 storm. And what were we talking about before about this earthquake season, how they ran out of the English alphabet, now they're in the Greek alphabet, and now the next hurricane would be Hurricane Epsilon. So, folks, the birth pains are becoming more and more intense. The birth pains are becoming more and more minutes apart, and this thing is really, really, really going to blow, and you need to prepare. We talked about that in uh, episode three, I think, on prepare, and so for those that are wondering what I'm talking about, uh, we have it available in our library to witness this podcast library and prepare. For those of you that are fearful, we also have episode two with uh, different ways to overcome fear, 366 different scriptures that Celeste can rely on, continue so that you can rely on, so that you can help you overcome fear. But for most of you, that a lot of people out there sleep in the switch, you need to start back at episode one, which is awake, and really realize what's going on. And while you've been busy about your lives, the news has been tightening. You know, it kind of reminds me of this story about this uh, hunter, world-famous hunter, uh -huh. that hunted wild, hunted wild game all over the world. And he went into this one area down south. It was one of the southern states. Uh, you pick anyone you want. Let's say Georgia. 
And uh, this hunter goes, well, you know, I've been around the world, and he's talking to the, uh, you know, the folks in the little towns in that area, in that little rural area out in the country. And he said, you know, I'm a big game hunter from around town, and I, and I, and if you could picture this magnificent wild hog, you know, and they really have a problem with feral hogs around the country now. If you don't, if you don't, my my uh, son-in-law was just skinning one and said, put a picture on Facebook the other week about skinning a wild hog. They really have a problem with feral hogs. But if you can imagine a magnificent wild hog, boar hog with the tusks and the bristled back and well-muscled torso, and those are the particular hogs that he was looking for. And so when he asked the local people, have you seen any of those hogs? And he goes, yeah, they're around here, uh, but you ain't going to catch them, they said to him. And he said, well, I don't, I don't really care about your opinion about whether I can catch one or not. I just want to know, are they around here? Are they? And then the town folk goes, yeah, they're there. And uh, he didn't ask any more questions. So what he did, being a big, big game hunter, he had his supplies and had his truck, and he went out to the middle of this wooded area, and he made a clearing. Wow. A huge circle. He made a huge circular clearing, and in the middle of that clearing, after clearing out all the trees and all the wood and all the debris out of the way, he started to put some nice boar hog food out there, some free food, you know, some sweet mix, you know, some of the chewy stuff that hogs really like, and uh, he just went back to the edge of the forest where the trees was, and then he waited. He waited one day, nothing, waited two days, nothing, waited three days, nothing. Around the fourth or the fifth day, he saw one of these hogs kind of peek out of the corner on the opposite side of the woods and kind of sniff around a little bit. And he goes, hmm, they are there. And so so he packed, he, he gets his tent going, you know, and he's still out there in the forest. And the town folks are probably still laughing at him because he's thinking that he can get these hogs in there. And they're convinced that he can't because nobody can catch them. They're just that elusive. And the next thing you know, that same hog shows up. But this time they brought a friend. And this time they ventured all the way out into the middle of the clearing grabbed that free food, and then they took off, and then they left. And so he goes, hmm, that's interesting. So guess what he started doing? He started putting more of that free sweet mix and all that stuff out in the middle of the out the middle of the clearing. And then pretty soon, the very next week, guess what? Both hogs brought back other hogs with them, and then there's about five or six of them. So oh, they wow. all came out in the middle of that clearing, and now all of a sudden they're, 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 they're starting to really, really eat and enjoy this free hog food out there in the middle. And then he goes, okay, now it's time for me to start my plan. So the next week, guess what? Then now there's 50 or 60 hogs out there because he put bags of that free food out there. And now they're just enjoying away. And meanwhile, he's just hammering away, putting up the stakes and putting up the fence posts and everything else like that. Every single day, the hogs would come meet for free. And then they'd leave. They're free to leave. They didn't have fences up or anything at that particular time. And then pretty soon what happened was he had the fence completely built. He had all the hogs in the middle. He had them completely fenced in. He shut the gate, and then he backed up a tractor trailer and hauled them all away. Oh, wow. Now, what's, now what's the moral to the story, folks? The moral to the story is, is who's putting free sweet mix into your life? Mm. That's powerful. Was, it, was that $1,200 dope? Don't go out and protest government check enough. I hear there's another one coming. At what price is going to be your freedom, both your spiritual and your physical freedom when you're here on earth? What are you willing to pay? What is it worth? Are you willing to take a vaccine in order to have a job or to be able to travel through the airport? It's so funny now because I traveled and I thought about that this year. 
I traveled and you know how you go through security and whatnot to the TSA and then you walk through this scanner. You know that scanner actually strips you down and makes you naked? And I was going like, if people are willing to get into a scanner mm-hmm. and for that for that thing to x-ray through you so that you're physically naked and other people are looking at you, you're not too far away from a chip or a mandatory vaccine that people will be willing to do too. That's true. It's just that conditioning. That's true. It's just that conditioning. And so just like the farmer, just like the, the old town folks that are sitting there and they haven't seen anything change, guess what? We're being hunted right now, people, mm. in many, many different ways. Mm. We're being hunted. Wow. And so we all need to pray, become awake, overcome fear, accept what's happening is really, really happening. Right. Prepare. Understand that we live in a world of complete deception and disinformation and understand that we are living in prophetic times and those times are happening right now. But the question is, is where's your soul trajectory, as Celestine says? Mm -hmm. What's going to happen to your soul's trajectory after this physical experience on earth? Mm -hmm. And the question begs, which begs the question. Are we human beings here on earth having a spiritual experience or are we spiritual beings here on earth having a human experience? Mm. However you choose to answer that, it's going to dictate whether or not you enjoy eternal salvation Mm. or you get to burn in the gates of hell, as they say. Mm. And hell doesn't necessarily have to be a place where you're boiling upside down and it's hot and, you know, you and you're burning up inside, it doesn't necessarily have to be that. It could also be repeating the same lessons over and over and over and over and over again until you learn it so that your soul can develop and grow and evolve. It could be that also, folks. So I just want to encourage you all during this time to pray, to prepare, to overcome fear, to learn to accept that what's really going on is really going on, there's things that's going to be happening over the next three to four weeks prior to the election and then immediately after the election that's literally going to shock the consciousness, just shock the, shock the dailies right out of people. They won't be able to comprehend that these things are actually happening at the highest levels of our government. They won't be able to understand how all these powerful people can possibly be involved in something so maddeningly, maddeningly satanic and evil. Wow. I just want to encourage you all to pray. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you're listening to the Two Witnesses podcast. Today's podcast is entitled Prophecy. Coming up next is more signs of the end. Now we're going to pause for a word from our sponsor. All right. And we're back and we're talking about more of the signs of the end times. And we really want to, and I pray that the things that David mentioned are resonating with you. Um, It is definitely um, a time since we've been on lockdown and in quarantine. We've had plenty of time to reflect and think. And and again, as I mentioned in the opening scripture, which is Ecclesiastes 3.11, there's a longing in all our hearts for a divine purpose. There's a longing in our heart that only God can satisfy. And we definitely want to 
if you uh, are not sure that Jesus Christ is the only way to heaven, ask him to reveal himself to you, and he absolutely will. If you pray with a sincere heart, asking the Lord to reveal himself to you, I promise you that he will. The gospel is good news. The gospel is good news. We get eternal life in heaven. As David mentioned, our soul trajectory is either one or two places at death. And that is either into the eternal bosom of Jesus Christ and spend eternity with him or it's an eternity in hell. And whether you spend an eternity in heaven and hell is dependent upon your acceptance of God's plan of redemption. And that plan is through Jesus Christ who saves us from our sin. Jesus loves you with an everlasting love. Jesus loves you. He went from this earth and went to prepare a place for you. Jesus loves you because he is revealing himself to us every day. Um, through prophet, through prophecy, as we see that they are being rapidly fulfilled. The Bible says in John 3.16 that God loved the world, that he gave his only son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. If you listen to this podcast and you said, I want to make my eternal salvation sure. I want to be a part of the good news of the gospel. I want to get that glorified body. I want to spend eternity in heaven, which is a better existence. Pray this prayer with a sincere heart. You say, Dear God, thank you for your great love for me. I know I am a sinner, and I want your forgiveness. I believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross to pay the price for my sin. I accept the free gift of salvation that you paid the price for. I accept Jesus Christ, and I believe in my heart that God has raised him from the dead. Therefore, I am saved. I thank you, Lord, for my salvation. Holy Spirit, come into my life and help me live biblical principles. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, I accept you as my Lord and Savior. So if you pray that prayer with me, or if you want to rewind the podcast and listen again and pray that prayer with me, you are saved. And I rejoice with the angels in heaven. The Bible declares that the angels in heaven rejoice over one soul that comes into the kingdom. And I want to encourage you with a scripture. There's a scripture that encourages us because as we see the rapid progression of prophecy being fulfilled, and I, in the beginning of the podcast, I wrote, read to you the signs of the end. And all of those signs of the end have been fulfilled except the abomination of desolation. I'll talk to you more about that in a minute. But we we have false prophets. We have wars. We have rumors of wars. We have nation against nation. We have kingdom against kingdom. We have famines. Famines of biblical proportion because of war, because of COVID-19, and because of the biblical proportion of locusts that has invaded the Middle East and Africa. They are facing serious in food insecurity. The BBC reported that over 150 million people are facing starvation. That's biblical proportion. Pestilence is prophesied. COVID-19, over 210,000 people who had died from COVID or COVID-related illness, which means that they had COVID and maybe heart uh, disease or heart congestion. Um, a million people worldwide. Uh, that's pestilence, earthquake. We've talked about that. Christian persecution. 
I know it hasn't come to America in a in a way like it's in other countries. But Christian persecution is a problem in places like China. They're arrested. They are put in prison and sometimes killed for just having a house meeting in China. So the Christian persecution is going on, even though we haven't seen it very much here in the United States, but it is a problem in other places of the world. Um, even recently, 50 Chinese Christian was erased, arrested in a house raid, and that was just on September 25th. They were arrested just for having church, you know, so um, that is that is definitely a problem there. And the pastor, they let some of the people go, but the pastor's still in prison. You know, um, we've seen the fires in California, 4 million acres, Oregon, over a million acres. Now Israel's on fire. The USGS website today says that there's about 1,500 volcanoes all over the world. And on a normal day, they'll see activity in about 20 of them. But right now, there's 45 of them that's active. Um, so we see a rapid progression of things. The, the, the beginning of earth pains, the, the earth is shaking and quaking. The beginning of birth pains. We see, um, as, as uh, David mentioned earlier, how there's divorce and all these close betrayals that are going on. Um, we see false prophets. Lawlessness. Lawlessness is a big problem. We've seen um, the civil unrest and talk of a civil war. We've seen the George Floyd situation and all of the lawlessness that's going on in the police department as well as uh, regular civilian people. Lawlessness is a, it's a biblical proportion. Lawlessness and it's threatening to get even worse. And so we definitely want to know what's going on. We want to uh, be aware of prophecy and what things that Jesus said are signs. And we are seeing a, a rapid acceleration of prophecy. But I want to give you a scripture that uh, we were instructed to encourage one another with these words. And the Apostle Paul said, brothers and sisters, we do not want you to be uninformed about those who sleep in death. So that you do not grieve like the rest of mankind who have no hope. We have hope. We have a blessed hope. For, for, for we believe that Jesus died and rose again. And so believe that God will bring Jesus with those who have fallen asleep. According to the Lord's word, we tell you that we are alive who will be left unto the coming of the Lord. We certainly not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself shall come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of the archangel, the trumpet call of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. After that, we who are still alive and remain will be will be caught up with them together to meet the Lord in the air. So will we ever be with the Lord forever. So encourage one another with these words. We're commanded to use this scripture to encourage one another so we know that things are bad. And things are going to get worse according to prophecy. But we don't fret because we know that Jesus is going to come and rescue us as believers. And if you're not a believer, you can rewind the podcast and pray the prayer of salvation and you will be saved. And if you need a Bible, just send me an email at twowitness at twowitness at, at protonmail.com. And I'll be happy to send you a Bible 
and help you to live a victorious Christian life. There are some steps, the ABCD steps that we take you through to ensure that you're living that victorious Christian life because we don't want to just tell you how to get saved. We want to also provide that discipleship that you can live a victorious Christian life with accepting Jesus Christ, with being baptized with water and the Holy Spirit, with church attendance, and with demonic deliverance. So all tools that are going to enable you to live a successful Christian life. So Dave, I'm going to shoot it back over to you to get uh, some thoughts on, on what we've been talking about so far on the, type, on the topic of prophecy. Well, prophecy is being fulfilled as we speak every single day, folks, and you just need to understand that there is nothing that you can do about that except yield your self-will to God's will, and God's will is that the book will be fulfilled. And so when you go against the grain of the universe, don't be surprised if you get splinters. So what I'm suggesting to folks is, is, is that to take a very critical look at what's happening in all areas of your life, physical, mental, emotional, but particularly the spiritual life. Because after the body dies, what lives? Your spirit. It was always alive. It was always alive. It will always be alive. It is alive now, but a lot of people are dead in the flesh. So we're encouraging people to just wake up and just understand the times that we're at. And then once you understand the times that you're at, should you choose to pick up your cross and carry it daily as Celeste and I do? And it's not an always perfect day or a perfect step, but it's just uh, you just come to believe a little bit more every day. You just come to yield your self-will a little bit more every day. And, you, and then you realize that now you don't have to do the heavy lifting. You don't even have to do the driving, actually. And then all your needs will be taken care of. All your needs will be provided for you. Does that mean that you have to work? Yes, but it also means that you have to yield more. So as you learn how to do that, as you learn how to take this walk, and we're not saying that we're perfect at it in any way, but I tell you what, on this journey, company is really, really needed. We really need to wake people up as to what's going on because if everybody starts being awake and if everybody starts repenting and everybody starts praying, all this goes away. But we know that things are going to get much, much worse. You know, Celeste, today I was thinking about this whole global warming thing and how global warming came about and how now they've twisted the science. If you look at any of the Earth satellite websites, Google Earth or anything else like that, they give you a fire view. And if you look at, you know, you know, because you're still experiencing the effects of the wildfires out here at West, but if you really look at a wildfire map around the around the Earth, mm-hmm. you really figure out that they're actually deforesting the Earth on on purpose under the guise of global warming. Wow. Somehow, somehow they've gotten people convinced that every breath that we take. When we inhale, what do we inhale? Oxygen. When we exhale, what? At, what when we exhale, what do we exhale? Carbon CO, dioxide. CO2, yeah. They've got. Re- they've really got people around the world confused about basic science that carbon dioxide is bad. The carbon dioxide, which is a poison in our body, is actually food to all the green plants. And at the same time, with the chemtrailing, like we talked about in prior episodes. The chemtrailing, what that does is it blocks out the sun. If it blocks out the sun, the green plants and the trees can't take in the poisons from our bodies, which is the carbon dioxide. Use that as a food supply with sunlight in order to generate food, generate the, the green plants and the coral field and all the fruits and vegetables that we need in order to 
um, nourish our bodies and to keep our bodies going. Somehow they've got folks convinced that that's actually bad. Folks, it's a hoax. It is a hoax. Part of the global warming that you see is all induced by man. Alpha two auroral frequency programs is what they have, heating up the ionosphere, you know, creating ozone layers right above the Arctic ice caps so that you have the glacial melting and all that. All that's designed, folks, to put you into a global enslavement system. Uh, pretty soon you're going to be offered a vaccination. You're just going to be offered it. Pretty soon you're going to be mandated to take that vaccination. Uh, well, if you don't like needles, guess what? They got a hydrogel for you. That hydrogel has nanoparticles in it. Those nanoparticles will get into your body and treat all of your pores of your cell like helical antennas so that when they turn on 5G, they can control your heart rate, your breathing rate, your pulse rate, any of your biochemical functions, and they can also turn off things if you don't comply. So, folks, be very, very aware that the 666 beast system is here. It's about to be implemented worldwide. It's about to be mandated. If you don't believe me, just look at the, what they're doing in, uh, in uh, Queensland, Australia, New South Wales, Australia, Sydney, Australia, how they're totally totalitarian in their approach towards, quote, unquote, COVID. Do you know what COVID really stands for? Certificate of Vaccination ID-19, a global ID and control system. And when they swab you for the quote-unquote coronavirus, then supposedly they're going to do the RT, uh, reverse transcription polychromerase test on you. Basically what they're doing is a human DNA grab, like grabbing all the DNA samples. Why? So you can be put in a database and you can be controlled, people. Understand this, that the hunter is here, the great hunter is here. Understand this, that you're not even a wild hog to these people. You're what they call sheeple. And guess what? And the system that they're setting up is you're going to either comply or die. And some of us is going to have to make that choice about what we're going to do. And in the meanwhile, we all need to pray for each other. We all need to encourage each other. We all need to get back into the word of the book so that people understand. We need to make our families aware of what's going on. And we all need to prepare ourselves with extra food and extra water because we're going to be experiencing food insecurities here in the United States also because after the election, the other side is really going to go nuts. And don't be surprised if we lose electricity. Don't be surprised if we lose uh, water. Don't be surprised if uh, uh, you lose the Internet, which would be a crisis for most people if you lost the Internet. You know, don't be surprised uh, if, you, if there's a martial law and there's actually soldiers in the street. Don't be surprised if you live in an urban area that pretty soon your entire neighborhoods are being cordoned off. Don't be surprised, people. Do not be surprised. Be aware. Be alert. Have joy. Fear not. Study and find yourselves approved. Be ye renewed by the transforming of your minds. Yes. And peace, peace, peace unto everyone. Yes, excellent. Yeah, um, to piggyback off what you're saying, um, I was in the Air Force for eight years, and I know, David, you were like in the Navy for 20 years, but my point in talking about the Air Force is that when I used to work on the flight line, there's a whole list of flight preparation checklists we would do before any of the F-15s or F-16s went out. So I say with a sense of urgency, 
I say with love, prepare for flight. Why did I say prepare for flight? Because we know that there's an acceleration of prophecy. We know that everything, as I mentioned before, that's on that list of things, the signs that Jesus Christ's disciples told him to told them to look for has happened except for the abomination of desolation and basically what that is is when the antichrist goes into the temple of god in jerusalem and declares himself that he's god that's the only thing on the list that hasn't happened so i want to encourage everyone prepare for flight prepare for flight because the bible says that when jesus christ come in the clouds of glory that he's going to give his command to his angels to gather up his elect from the four corners of the earth and we will fly from this earth and meet him in the clouds so i say with urgency with a sense of urgency i say with love prepare for flight how do you prepare for flight you prepare for flight by doing the things that david just mentioned you um take up the cross daily live for the lord first step if you haven't already is to receive jesus christ as your lord and savior with the prayer that i've already prayed you can rewind the podcast and pray it if you haven't already prepare for flight with a sense of urgency and with love i say prepare for flight and david i'm gonna shoot it back to you for your final thoughts Yes, peace. Definitely. We we pray peace over ourselves. We pray peace over our children. Peace that passes all understanding. We pray peace and an undisturbed composure for our children. And as I said before, it's really, really important to realize that prophecies happen. And as prophecy continue to unfold and happen, things are going to get worse. David says, I, I like what he said, he said it's going to get bad, bad, bad. So we don't want to give you any false hope or any false sense of, uh, that, of, of anything other than to prepare for every eventuality. As he mentioned, um, we could lose electricity. There could be martial law. There could be another shutdown. So it's really, really important to prepare. But the thing of it is, is you should not fear because Psalms 91 is a, our protection scripture. And we know that God gives his angels charge concerning us. So we have nothing to fear. We just do what we're supposed to do. We live for the Lord every day. We help others. We pray and stand in the gap for United States of America and the world. We live for the Lord every day. We um, have a labor of love to win souls for Jesus Christ with a sense of urgency and then we just put our feet up and watch the show because we are excited this gospel that we talk about this gospel that we preach this gospel that we live is good news it is good news because we know where we're going to spend eternity it's good news because we know that a better existence is coming can you imagine living in a place where the streets are gold can you imagine living in a place where there's no dying there's no crying there's no decay where the flowers sing where the where the grass has diamonds growing out of them can you imagine living with the father 
the creator of the universe and with his son on his right hand who makes intercessions for us every day. Can you imagine? This gospel is good news. It's good news. It's good news that a better day is coming. A better day is coming. This Things that are happening are just getting us to that better day. A better day is coming. Prepare for flight. Jesus is coming. Prepare for flight. And we thank you for listening today to the Two Witnesses podcast. You're listening to the Two Witnesses podcast with Dave and Celeste. Today's topic is prophecy. You can reach us at Two Witnesses at protonmail.com. That's two W I T N E S S at P R O T O N dot com. David, we have a few more minutes if you want to close us out. Uh, Celeste, I'm actually um, just thankful and grateful that we were able to get together uh, this evening. Uh, it's been some incredible challenges the last two or three weeks to continue to get these podcasts out. And that lets me know that the other side is in fierce opposition to what it is that we're doing to reach our brothers and sisters around the world. A special word, a special word up to our brothers and sisters in Hong Kong and also Australia and all the other places where people are being affected right now with totalitarian uh, measures to get them to comply with these false COVID. Remember that certificate of vaccination ID mandates and measures. And folks, you've seen nothing yet. You have absolutely seen nothing yet. So again, peace, peace, peace unto all. We love you all and thank you again for listening to the Two Witness Podcast. Today's topic was prophecy. We love you all. Jesus loves you more. And we'll see you on the next podcast.